This is Dental All-Stars, where we bring you the best in dentistry on marketing, management, and training. Welcome to Dental All-Stars. I'm Eric Vickery, Lead Mastery Coach at All-Star Dental Academy and President of Vickery Coaching. And I have a very special guest today, a longtime client. And so I'm very excited to interview him today. It's Dr. Brian Nilgis. He was born in Southern California, Riverside, and grew up in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. And, you know, he really started out thinking, all right, I'm going to be an anesthesiologist. But then all of a sudden, I'm guessing in your teenage years, you found rock and roll. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. Around seventh, eighth grade. And then <laughs> just uh, took me by. I can just picture you with the, the blown hair and the rocker, right? And so you, yeah. you, you, you were way into music through high school and you obviously are gifted with it. You know, and and you you actually had a scholarship uh, to what be a what would be a jazz major? Is that what it was? Yeah, music major. Uh, music major. Okay, it was a two year scholarship, and uh, but you know you you know everything when you're when you're when you're seventeen, right? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you had you had fun trying the the rock star start a yeah. band thing, and then all of a sudden you've realized, all right, I got to do this on my own, and you found dentistry. Uh, in your junior year of undergrad, and you, you never looked back. So you you graduated with a uh, physiology degree. Is that mm-hmm. correct? Okay. Yep. In 1998 from UC Davis, right right near Sacramento, California. Yeah. And then you graduated from dental school in 2001 from University of Pacific, correct? That's right. Yeah. All right. And then okay. you did the Air Force thing for a while. And mm-hmm. then you entered private practice uh, 2007. And uh, four through seven, yeah, and then, four through seven, kind yeah. of wandered around. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Then you bought your own practice in two thousand eight. Correct. Right here in Redding, California, right where right I'm here. from. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you've been a client of mine and a friend of mine since two thousand nine. And uh-huh. the reason I'm so excited about this interview is what a transformation we've been able to do in yeah. your practice with so regards true. to insurance dependence or independence, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And, and so we, the end of 2018, so it only took us nine years, <laughs> we'll talk about that, yeah. to really transform the practice. So welcome, Dr. Brian Nilgis. I'm so excited to talk about uh, insurance and insurance independence. And I really want uh, dentists that are listening to learn from your, your story, how you got to this place. And we're, we're going to show some numbers today. So if you love Excel spreadsheets, you're going to get really excited about this podcast. You're, you're going to see it on the YouTube side. You won't see the actual spreadsheets on the podcast side, but I'll, I'll describe it to you so you'll hear it. Okay. So okay. What, let me ask you this question. This is, this is always what I hear see from uh, dentists. When they get out of school, in your case, got out of the military, and you're in this, maybe you're an associate and you're seeing how other people do it. And you go, oh, this is how it's supposed to be done, right? Mm-hmm. And you decide I'm going to participate with insurances or something like that. Tell, tell sure. me how that thought process started. Yeah, well, through my associates, I was at one where, I mean, they did participate in in every plan under the sun. And, um, and it was just a flood of patients albeit probably way too busy. And, but nonetheless, um, you, you kind of get mindset is into like lots of patients equals lots of participation. That's right. And, um, and as associate, I mean, I didn't, I'd see some of the numbers, 
but I did see one band. This was uh, 2008 or nine. I mean, there was uh, no before 2008. Yeah. Anyway, you know, some of these plans with the crown was for like 423. It was, and I didn't think that at the time I thought, well, that's a lot of write-off, but they're getting the volume. But anyway, mm-hmm. that, that insurance drive is, is like, it's just, you, you've, you feel that that's the way it's done. Yeah. And um, brought, when I looked at the practice that I was purchasing that I own now, um, you know, you just, you, you see the numbers that the practice is doing that insurance participation, you know, you, you don't know what you don't know. And that write-off aspect and all of the parts that go into that, um, it just is not, how do I say this? Clear. It's like it's- um, you want to, it just, you're looking at that, well, here's the bottom line. And so these insurances are going to drive to that bottom line. Mm-hmm. It made sense. And so I went for it. And then yep. you, you, when you really start seeing the numbers come in and it's your practice and you're like, holy moly, you know, the end of that year comes <laughs> and you see what your write-offs are. It's kind of a sticker shock. So big number, big number. Yeah. 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 And so what I want people to understand, we're going to, and, and Dr. Nildes has, has granted me permission to share his numbers with you, which is amazing. We're going to share the screen. We're going to look at numbers and show you what a, what a, you know, million dollar model looks like when you're in network and what it looks like out of network. Cause we got a great before and after snapshot to share with everyone. So the yeah. end of 2018, beginning of 2019, I took you guys through a, a process of resigning from insurance participation. And we're going to show you guys how that looks. So what, let me ask you this from 2009 to 2018, I'm looking at your numbers. We're talking about it. What was holding you back, preventing you from deciding to, make that change before. I know 2009, 10, 11, 12, we had the economy and it was like, I was going, no, don't do that. But from maybe 2011, 12 to 2018, what was our conversations like? What held you back? Yeah. Um, It was a lot of of you giving a few examples of other clients that had dropped, um, trying to instill the fact that that, um, your perception of what you think is going to happen probably isn't going to happen, but kind of driven, unfortunately, by fear of like loss of insurance equals loss of patients equals loss of revenue, which, you know, did not happen. (laughs) Um, We wouldn't be interviewing you if it didn't go well. (laughs) Very true. (laughs) Um, And so that was a lot of, I mean, driven by fear, I still had a pretty big, nut to crack each month paying off the practice. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't want to pull that gum, but it was definitely like, I'm telling you when I was approaching the, the end date of knowing that my practice paid off, that's when I think we really started getting down to it. But um, that was kind of like the timeline and the, yeah. the, the logic. I just I think- thought that Loss of insurance equals loss. Exactly. Of I think you, you summed it up well with that. It's it, the perception that you grow up with as an associate working in a group practice. You go, oh, so I'm supposed to sign up for all these insurance plans or what you hear in dental schools in order to get patients. I got to sign up for all these insurance plans, not realizing that actually the insurance works basically the same for the most. I'd say 95 percent of the time the plan has an out of network uh, breakdown of benefits mm-hmm. and they pay 100 percent of the cleaning appointment. It's just 
42% higher rates. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so it, it's amazing. Now, let's talk about different types of insurances because you weren't in network with everything, but no. you're, a, you're a Delta uh, Premier provider? Still, still yeah. in Delta. Yeah, Delta Premier, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. And when we say resign from insurance, what we don't mean is that the patient pays all of it and then they get reimbursed by the insurance company. That's yeah. not what we're talking about here. You still accept assignment of benefits, correct? Correct. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the patient's insurance plans pay you your fees, like just magically you're out of network and all of a sudden they just start paying you your fees. What, ha- what happens there? Well, they still use their allowable. Uh-huh. Um, but the, 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 the benefit of it is that um, through the good verbal skills that you provided, they, they see the value of the doctor-patient relationship, which is what we were able to instill and, and, and work through the transition. Um, I lost my train of thought. You were, you were wanting- No, that's good. No, you're exactly right. So when a, when a claim is sent for a $110 profi- Yeah. The X insurance, and the okay. patient stand at the counter. Does the patient have an expectation that they need to pay something now that you're out of network? Uh, I don't. I mean, I guess they no, no. They, they don't. Oh. They don't pay anything different because the insurance company pays that fee now. This is true. Okay, now I'm, I'm following. Yeah. You. Now before before you were uh, charging one hundred and ten dollars, mm-hmm. whatever the fee was, right? For the right. profi, and you were getting reimbursed, I don't know what, $80 yes. or something. Yeah, some down to $68. Okay, $68, 42% the average write off rate. So we know it can yeah. be high, it can be low. All right. And you were having to write off $30, $40 yeah. for that, just that one procedure. Okay. Yeah. So if that's 4% of your population, let's call it 5% of your, your patient population, you're writing off. We'll call it $40 for a cleaning, all right? I should mm-hmm. type this out while I do this because this is good math for people to hear. $40 per profi, write-off. Okay, we'll call it 30. We'll be, we'll be conservative. Let's say $30 okay. per profi. And a typical plan is gonna be about 5% of your patient population, okay? And if a million-dollar model, right? You have two hygienists working, they see about you know 200 patients a month. So that means 10 people a month, okay, are writing off 30 bucks. That's $300 a month. Okay, not too, too bad. All right, times 12 months, all right? $3,600 a month, I mean a year, $3,600 a year. Now people go, oh, it's only $3,600 a year. That's not bad. That's for one procedure. <laughs> That's it. That's, That's one it. procedure. So yeah. I, I wanna get to some more things on why you changed your mind, what got you through this process and how it's going now. But I wanna show people and, and describe to them audibly what yes. we're looking at here. So I'm gonna share my whole screen. And this is a tracker. Let's see what one I've got pulled up here. Let's go back to 2017, okay? And we can see in our, this is our KPI tracker that we use with AllStar. And you can see that, you know, 962,000 produced, million dollar model per se, okay? Uh, Actually in the bank, $790,000, Okay. Why? Because you had to write off $152,400 for insurance that year. It was just money you didn't want, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. We're going to have fun with this. We're going to enjoy. So you can see that his, his production, 962000 almost matched his gross collections, 951, 902. So a collection rate of 
82%. So for your total practice, you had an 18% write-off rate. Well, I thought you said 43%, Eric. I thought it was a right. Well, no, because half your practice is cash pay, right? Yeah. Or maybe 25%. 25% of yeah. your practice is cash pay. Right. 40% is Delta typically. Another 25 to 35 are other insurances. And that's yes. what we're focusing on today, that 35%. And then about 25 to 35% is cash pay. That's a typical model for a practice. Okay. Yep. So I want everybody to pay attention to this number. Now, keep in mind, I didn't show you trackers 2009 through 2017, because it gets a little depressing to see $152,000 written off every year for almost 10 years. Okay. What's 150,000 times 10 years, Dr. Nilges? That's going to be about 1.5 mil. $1.5 million. We gave up over a 10, million, uh, a 10 year period because we'd love uh, to give back to the community. <laughs> All right. So it, finally, in 2017, I convinced him hey, let's consider this. Look at these people. It was a mind shift of, yeah, right? Okay, I'm not going to lose all these patients. Right. And team, couldn't do it without your team. I mean, yeah, yeah, we, we, yeah we train the team, make sure they're on board right. here. Okay, yeah. now keep in mind, if your write-off rate, let's say for that plan, we talked about it being 5% of your, your practice. So an, uh, an Aetna, MetLife, a Cigna, mm -hmm. uh, all these types of companies. Okay. That's what I'm yeah. talking about. Not talking about Delta. Uh, they have about a five to 10% range of your practice typically is what we see. Okay. And if you're writing off 42% of the dollars for those patients, mathematically speaking, mm -hmm. you could withstand a 42% loss of patient population within that group when you make the shift because the other yeah, 58% who stay are paying 42% more. The math works, but that's not what we see. We never see 42% left. When you made your switch in 2000, in 2018. 18 to 19. Yeah. Yeah. From, from end of 18, beginning of 19. Uh, what was the ex, the mass exodus of patient population? Who did you see leave? How many people? Um, I saw people that, and it was just, it kind of followed their language when you would talk to them chair side. Mm. If you had to present something, they're all, well, let me see what my insurance is going to do. Mm. So it's like their insurance was their doctor. Yeah. And, and, um, and I, I said, I completely understand, you know, it's everyone has budgets and I, I get that. Um, but by and large, they valued the, the, I didn't lose them. Um, mm -hmm. the, the, the fallout was I lost some uh, Aetna folks and some, uh, the government, there's the GEHA. Yeah, GEHA plan. But yep. gosh, it was, it was so small. And then the, the, the neatest thing was that when I got out of, I thought that they're going to still use the same, there's different reimbursement tables. Mm -hmm. So these people, I had, I had a fair amount of uh, clients from Costco, which were Aetna. Mm -hmm. And once I got out, they were paying my fee a hundred percent for hygiene. Exactly. Very small amount on, on restorative. So that was just another fear driven tactic. And it's like, gosh, if I would have known that. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing you, that you like, saw the light through experience. That's oh, our best man. educator is experience. Completely. And yeah. what I try to show doctors is, and this is so good that we're doing this series on uh, being insurance independent, right? Mm -hmm. 
this, this resignation from insurance is not so scary. So in 2018, we started having a conversation with every single patient in those plans. Right. We sat down, I trained you on what to say. It's about relationship uh, and quality and care. And we're still your dentist. We, we, we trained the whole team on this. Okay. Yep. And in that, in that beginning of that year, you can see that the average write-off rate was still 17,000 a month. So we're still at a rate of almost a hundred thousand a year. Uh, but it's decreasing as we start to reduce these plans. You can see it start to go down here. Yep. Okay. So yep. end of end of 2017, beginning of 2018, we start making this change. You can see right about here after the end of first quarter, wow, it went from 20,000 a month. <laughs> so at a rate of 250,000 a year down in, in the middle court, middle half of the year here. Or so it went down to 15,000 a month mm-hmm. in write-off. And at the end of the year, we were down to 3,500 a month in write-offs. Still not out of the woods, but we were getting there. Okay. Yeah. Now you say, oh, well, he got a, then he must have lost a lot of patients and must have uh, been seeing a lot fewer patients in production. His production for the year, remember in 2017, it was 962,000 was the production. The end of the year, the next year, it actually had gone up to 1.1 million. Okay. And his collections, if you remember, if you're listening, his collections went from 789,000 when he was deep in the insurance game, 789,000 went up to 1,010,000. And your collection rate went from 82% to 87%. We had just started. We just started scratch. We only had grown 5%. So you, what was happening too was we were getting better at case acceptance. We were doing better at how much dentistry we're doing per visit. It was really starting to soak in. You were really buying into what mm-hmm. I've been training you guys on and it was working. Okay. So that's just 2018. We have to jump to 2020 uh, for some glitch in (laughs) maintaining trackers. Mm. Did I not have a 2019 tracker? I thought I did. Let's just see. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I did. I don't think I had that tracker. So, but I do have 2020, which was, as we all know, the pandemic year and in the pandemic year, produced a million, nearly collected a million, collection rate of 94%. So the production on a, you were closed for a month. You hit, you broke a million dollars and you collected just shy 987,000 collections, total insurance write-offs for the year, about $12,377. We have a yeah. couple of missing Maybe. months here. Yeah. Maybe 20,000. Okay. Keep in mind still, uh, you know, dating Delta. Okay. Now mm-hmm. I want to show you guys this year, and then we're going to talk about how we did this. Okay. This year on the year, 9,000 write-offs. Again, this is through August. He's already produced 951,000 and collected 946,000, 947,000 with a collection rate of hundred percent. Okay. It's, it's just shy. It's, I mean, it's 99.9%. We've we're billing also, keep in mind, we're billing the insurance fee now. We've really reduced how many insurance write-offs we do by scheduling a goal with real numbers. And so everything we've done within the tracker and monitoring, look at the numbers, has said for you know those 10 years or whatever, that $1.5 million loss over 10 years was, hey, why are you doing this when you don't have to do this? You don't have to participate with your insurance in network. They will pay your fee when you get out of network with an asterisk. Right. With an asterisk. Not a PPO plan won't. 
not all plans are PPO only. You can actually look and talk to your office administrators and say, hey, when you get a breakdown of benefits, do you see in-network, out-of-network benefits examples? Yes, they'll tell you yes. If it's a PPO only, they will not. That's a very small percentage of the people out there. And they have options to opt into things. And what your office administrator will tell you is, oh, we had, uh, we had, we see these breakdowns where they pay 100% of preventive, 80% of restorative, and 50% of major of your fee now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we go back to that question. Well, here, let me ask you this. <laughs> Looking back, what would you have done differently? Um, if I would have, I guess, I, I think that if I have, have seen more documented evidence mm-hmm. that listen, here's, here's, if I could maybe like do a little bit more research into it yeah. and well, and just taking that leap of faith on it and, and not, not to say I wasn't believing you, but like yeah. not operating on the, the old thoughts of, of like insurance, you got to participate to have the patients. I mean, they always say, well, it's 30% that you're writing off is, is your free advertisement, you know, <laughs> and then uh, make PPOs work for you. You'd see that in some of the dental journals. And, um, but really the, the, the things that I would be different would be to, you know, believe the examples that it could be done um, and just know that if, if you can talk to your patients and have a good relationship with them, that's so much of the most important part because they don't want to go down the street and start all over again when they like, man, I really like you, Dr. Nell. Just, mm-hmm. and, and so that you could believe in that, that you do have a good relationship, then I probably would have done it back in the 2012 and, and not have written off. A yeah. 1.5 million. <laughs> we won't talk about that anymore. Uh, ever again. Uh, the bridge. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the, the funny thing is this is why you're on here because there's someone in your position. It's their 2012. It's their 2013. And they're wondering, I wish I had an example of someone on the other side of this that tells me it's possible. I was talking to a young dentist right out of school and I was explaining you know, what type of practice that we're, you're looking for to buy, help, you know, younger dentists searching mm. and, and evaluating practices. And I explain this type of practice. He goes, that's a unicorn. That doesn't exist. I go, of course it exists. But the brain has been washed by experience that more insurance participation, more patients, more income. And in fact, it doesn't work that way. Now, the numbers are pretty much the same. People look at that and go, well, you're only collecting $100,000 more, Dr. Miller's. What's the big deal? Now, What we didn't show you was the number of patients that you're seeing. You're actually seeing fewer patients on your side now. You're not running around as much. Talk about that, how that's changed. Uh, Yeah. The, um, again, through great coaching, letting you know that um, with good verbal skills, you can get buy-in from the patient to see the logic of, not putting off things Mm -hmm. like, well, if I just kick the can, 
we'll get this done. Um, but if you start to show them that the cost of kicking that can down the road, they start to get that. And, and yeah. um, it, it starts to really make sense. And that, that again is, uh, you know, with getting your team involved because you just can't be the one he's got to be transferred from the front to the back. Um, you know, and sometimes they surprise me. I'll see more on the schedule in that block than I anticipated for not so much from a work hard thing, but um, I'm like, well, great. They got, they got the gentleman to, to buy in to do the whole left side or something. So, yeah. So really that, what you're describing and I talk with clients about this all the time is more dentistry per visit. Yep. And you got to have the right verbal skills to get the patient to that point, meaning they're not hindered by their insurance. This is what I hear from just got off the phone with a client, new client and heavy insurance participation, which is fine. If you know how to make that work, I can also talk mm-hmm. to you about that. If, if you're feeling stuck to do that, no, but I want you yeah. to make that decision. But she goes, no. before I found out she had heavy insurance participation, she goes, you know, my demographics, they just, they are very financially conscious. They just won't do more than what their insurance covers. They won't do a lot of dentistry. And my office manager had to move and she just moved like, you know, 20 miles uh, in the state they're in over here. It's like, everybody's saying yes. And, and then, then we got to the thing. I said, well, you are, you're setting yourself up to attract a certain type of patient. Are you in network with my insurance? And not that we can't handle that phone call and convert Mm -hmm. them and say, yeah, we take your insurance. Absolutely. We can train that, but you're all, you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then just the, 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 the quote cheap patient is coming to you and you yeah. wonder why you're not doing quadrant arch, you know, side of mouth dentistry uh, when you sit down with a patient. So your stress level has gone down then, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah. You're, yeah. You're seeing fewer patients. Yeah. Hey, you get a, you start getting a well-oiled machine. Um, yeah. You in that day, you know, uh, again, to, like ideal scheduling, that was not, I mean, through the high participation, working your tail off to yeah. that five o'clock time and then overtime runs in because I got to turn the room. I yeah. mean, now it's, it's, an, it's an easy, soft landing, but you've still made your production in the day. Um, that's, that's a, I mean, granted, financially, that's all wonderful, but the balance of your day to decrease stress is, that's immeasurable. Yeah. Um, and, and as, as my dentist clients, uh, this is my 20th year, Dr. Nelgis in coaching offices. Oh, so all of my, 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 yeah, my October. So, my, well, actually just at some point in this year, I don't, I got to look up when Dr. Vetrano, my very first client, I, I think it was October of, of uh, 2001. But when you, when you see my, my clients, I work with for years and years and years age, right. We all get older mm-hmm. as they sure. hit North of 50, they start going, I don't want to work this hard. <laughs> Why am I doing this so hard? And in fact, in 2004, uh, the first client in this town that I helped resign, I won't mention his name, resigned from insurance. Mm -hmm. uh, And that was out of Delta. He was already out of everything else. He's never looked back. And he was one of the ones that you were like, so is he still, you kept asking me, is he still out of network? Is he still making this work? And you kept asking me about that, right? That was one of the examples that you find like, okay, I want to do this, right? And very busy. Yeah, and still very busy. And that's the like, that was like, okay, let's yeah. put it on. And just going back to that, that 18 was just instrumentals more for looking at, at how, why I didn't do it in, in the real time is that I just had that thing. Like if I cut the insurance and lose patients and then I'm not going to be able to make yeah. that, that payment for the loan. Yeah. 
So the 18 is, is critical. You, like, you felt like, okay, if I'm going to take some risk, this is the risk I'm going to take it this year. Cause my practice yeah. is paid for now. I'm going to go right. for it. It was your 10 year loan. You were done. Right. I do remember that. And, and so, and timing is timing. It just happens when mm-hmm. it happens. You know, sure. it's never too late to do this. I mean, you were 10 years in your practice owning it and now you're more efficient you're earning more. And in a time where hyperinflation is causing us to have our employees want raises, you're able to do that. You're not looking at your insurance company going, Hey, insurance company, will you raise my fees? You know, Hey boss, uh, can I get a raise? Right. Your insurance company's here. You work for them because they dictate your fees. And then you got to tell your employees, I can't give you a raise because insurance company isn't giving me a raise. And they go, bye-bye. See you later. Mm -hmm. You have the flexibility to look at your numbers and go, okay, well, I'm going to do a fee increase. 5% 5, 5% fee increase. Is that yeah. what we did? Yep. Yeah. Okay. And then you're able to say, you know what team, yeah. let's do this, right? Sure. Let's, let's give yeah. you this bump and, and help them understand the business side of it as well. So here's what's going on right now. Dr. Nose. Somebody's listening to this Okay. and they're stuck. And a lot of doctors I work with are analytical. They're C personality types like yourself. You think sure. and you think and you think, yeah. and there's that potential for analysis paralysis and you need something information. You want to make the right decision you don't want to risk the wrong decision. There's someone out there is hamstrung uh, in this PPO mindset. And so if you had something that you could share with them, what mm-hmm. would what would your advice be to them? Not 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 like go to Vegas, but what would be yeah. some smart advice you could give them? Um, invest in uh, holding time in your schedule for team meetings. Good. So that everyone can get on the same page in music. Um, and, you know, do some one-on-one talking with your team. Um, do proper preparation, you know, uh, and, and with, with your, the, the, the analysis before you jump, you know, check twice, cut once, Mm. um, is is great and you know analyze how your relationship with your with your patients mm. you know um if i just feel that if, if if you feel that you've got those great relationships then you really have nothing to fear on that to go forward and that the the after look back on the the hindsight 2020 is i really could have done this earlier. So don't, don't yeah. really don't be afraid. As long as you get good analysis before you jump, I, yes. I just can't tell you how predictable it is of, and looking into those insurances that your PPO here. And once you get out, you, you're, you're up. And, and it, that's, that was just like the biggest <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Oh man. I, it's funny. You know, it's my job to, to, somewhat trained, tell people what to do. Mm-hmm. But, but it, when I show doctors these numbers, I'm like, you're giving this away. It's your call. We'll make it work. And they're like, oh yeah, I'm not, I'm not getting out of insurance. And mm-hmm. it's just this mindset of there's some freedom there. Now okay. I, I want to say I can, we can make PPOs work. We could do that. I have clients who are really well at it, but you're talking mm-hmm. about expanding function dental assistance. You're seeing volume patient. You'll be willing to move. And typically those that are doing that are younger. They're more energy, Mm -hmm. physically able to do it. This job is demanding being a dentist physically on your body. So if you're sitting there listening to this and you're thinking, man, I don't have enough money left at the end of the month. 
and you're looking at your write-offs and you're going, I'm writing off 20, 30% of my entire practice collections every month. Keep in mind your profit margin is somewhere around 25% to 30%. It's no wonder there's no money left. I got team, good team members leaving because they're getting offered more money somewhere else. Uh, you're just looking at your write-off rate going, holy cow. And then, then do some analysis and we can do that for you. We can help you with that. So uh, thank you, Dr. Neil, just so much Absolutely. for being vulnerable and sharing your numbers and, and yeah. letting everyone see how this transition happened. I know in 45 minutes, we don't have a lot of time to go in. There's so much more we could talk about the how we did it, the what we said and all those things. And mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Uh, congratulations on an amazing practice and, and where you thank are you. with everything. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming. All your help through the years. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. Awesome. So if, if All-Star Dental Academy can actually help you, if you think that's possible, we have KPI coaching where we look at these numbers, we analyze. I even have, I, I always say, I have a tracker for that. <laughs> so we have a tracker that will he help. Big- <laughs> yes. <laughs> we have a tracker that will help you determine the population of your practice by insurance company. We then run a report that shows how many procedures you do every single month of every single procedure. And we get an average and we say, okay, if that's your average, then with this insurance company and this write-off rate, this is what that insurance is costing you annually based on this number of patients. What would you like to do? And you get to make that decision on your own. So if you're interested in understanding what it costs you, maybe you don't make a change at all, but if you're interested, you can send an email to Heather at allstardentalacademy.com. And she'll give you just more information about what we do. You can set up a meeting. There's no risk to you. And we'll help you understand if your practice is in a great position. Awesome. But if you, if you find out, Hey, my practice is in a, uh, it's not struggling, but it's not in the most ideal uh, place. Then we can help you with that. So we'd be happy, happy to help. That's what we do. And so Thank you so much for listening to this episode and you're awesome for investing in yourself. And I really appreciate your time. And I hope that you're learning something as you go through this series with us and have a wonderful, wonderful time looking at your practice numbers and understanding what it is you want to do for your vision. And so until next time, go out there and be an all-star. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Dental All-Stars. Visit us online at allstardentalacademy.com.